You're listening to Talk Amongst Friends. This is our very first episode with guests. I wanted to do the topic of loyalty, ethics, and morality with other people to gather their thoughts as well. Mistakes were made. You're going to hear a less than perfect podcast with background noise. All we ask is that you be kind to our mistakes and carry on. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Talk Amongst Friends. Welcome. Here tonight with me, of course, is my co-host, Carrie. We have two, two of our guests tonight. It's going to be Kim and Christine. We're going to be talking about loyalty, ethics, and morals. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, Kayleen. So, hey, so as you guys know, um, I talked about loyalty, ethics, and morals on my last podcast, and it was basically about a, a situation that I experienced with my family. Um, so this one, we really have no format. We just want to talk amongst ourselves and kind of talk about where we're at with this subject, whether it's with family, friends, whoever. Um, so you guys can feel free to jump in. Um, Christine, do you have a lot to say on this? I subject? do. I actually am dealing with morals and ethics right now at work with a coworker. Oh, wow. So tell us a little bit about that. I'd like to hear it. So what happened is I, I am like the most loyal person like to you. Like I will be the best teammate. I will help you. I will cover you. I will stick up for you. Um, and she got caught in a lie and all of a sudden it's my fault. And Christine told me to do this. And Christine told me to do that. And now in an HR meeting. Oh, no. So she's a coworker who, um, should have filed FMLA and didn't. And I caught it and brought it to HR's attention during my payrolls the day um, that it wasn't showing up. And so I brought it. And then that's when she said, like, no, Christine told me to, you know, use it during my lunchtime and not to turn it in. Wow. What? So are you able to prove that it wasn't you that told her this? Or is it yeah, your, my, word your word? No, my principal started laughing and was like, Christine would never do that. That's not who she is. She would never do that. Like, yes, that's not true. Um, I wasn't in the meeting, but he did tell HR, hey, I'm going to, I have to let Christine know that this happened. And, you know, so he told me and he's like, I, I was like, why would I, if I told her that, why would I bring it to HR's attention? That's getting myself in trouble. Right. Like, right. why would I bring up, hey, this isn't showing up. Oh, by the way, I'm a liar. And I told her not to put it in. Right. Because you, I mean, you could have totally gotten away with it if it was indeed true a lie, probably. Right. Right. Yeah. If I had told her that, I would have never brought up, hey, I don't see her time off in my absentee reports daily. So then I'm throwing myself, I'm opening up the door to get myself in trouble. If right. that's what I truly said. I mean, you know, when you think about this subject, though, at work, I mean, how loyal are people that you work with? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, let's be honest. How many people, when they get behind closed doors, are going to back you? they're going to throw your ass under the bus before they throw themselves under the bus. That's that to me is fact. And in my, in my experience, that's what I've experienced too. I, I, I will be honest with you. I trust nobody I work with. Honestly, I have one, one person I work with who was on my Facebook after we no longer work together. You can be on my Facebook. I don't care, but I have seen people come in with screenshots, screenshots of things that people have posted. Th that's nuts. Oh. Or, you know, or your neighbor looking at you, getting their phone and going, oh, my God, did you see this? 
I cannot tell you, this just happened to me the other morning at work. Somebody showed me somebody else's Snapchat and was like, look at this shit. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put this out there. They're out on FMLA, but I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. They're out on suspension, but they're, they're in Florida. So what? Who gives a shit? It's their yeah. time. They That's get paid and you sure the hell are paying them. That's because it's become so competitive. The reality of the situation is nowadays you have to fight for your life to hold on to a job. And the truth of the matter is so many people have been pitted against one another. When you go through those interviews, they're always asking you, oh, how do you do with collaborating and how do you do with teamwork? And that's a whole bunch of bullshit. I agree with you. The reality of the situation is at the hospital where I worked, I worked in the IT division. And when we got ready to do our overhaul of our system, some of the biggest information system gluts were the IT department themselves because every single one of us kept every email that had ever been sent or exchanged between us because we knew that sooner or later we would have to go back to that email to prove what was said to us or told to us or done to us or what direction we were given. And the reality is that comes from being put in a situation where you basically have to justify your job and your value versus somebody else's value because you're constantly being restructured, you're constantly being downsized, and you don't know who's going to be walking out the door next. Mm. And it Mm. sucks. True. You don't have that loyalty anymore. I I know Mm. what you mean, Christine. I personally am the kind of person that I just need you to be adult with me. I'm a grown woman. Mm-hmm. Don't come at me with dumb shit. Right. So how do you? How are you dealing with this now, Christine? Since you got to go. I mean, is she still there? You got to go to work with her. Well, we're working remotely. She's lucky because I'd probably not be <laughs> employed. <laughs> let's be honest. Break the foot off. I was about to. You know, I'd probably would have pulled my hair in the ponytail and drug her outside. <laughs> oh, the ponytail. <laughs> mm. But, girls with long hair know all um, about that. Right. Um, so now I've always been a documenter anyway. So um, I learned that a long time ago, CYA. It's not yeah. to throw it against you or put it against you, but it's for me to be like, no, we talked about this on this day and things are done this way for a reason. And so now we have daily meetings online. Um with our boss every day so we know where she's at every day and not lying about where she's supposed to be oh damn so policy changes come into effect when shit like this happens i mean that's we've all seen that i think Mm -hmm. in any job we've worked policy changes Mm -hmm. come about when somebody does something stupid and then a policy has to be built around that like i mean come on now you have to babysit i mean does she admit oh i lied or is she still standing by Mm mm-mm she she yeah. even went to the point to tell our boss in HR because we were like, well, he told her, hey, did you not have this conversation with Christine and I? And you told us you had turned in your FMLA paperwork. It was approved and you would be taking these certain days off. She's like, I never said that to you. You're lying. Wow. So it's basically this is just turned into two against one. And she's still like, I never said that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And so now we have another meeting on Monday just because like even in our Zoom meetings, like in our Google Meets meetings, he has to be like, I can't see your face. You need to turn on your camera. You need to unmute your mic. Right. Like 
he, we've had to be like, did you get that? Do you understand what we're talking about? Like, did you know what you're supposed to be doing now? Um, so I just write everything down and recap the meeting in an email saying, this is what we talked about. This is what you're going to do today. This is where you say you're going to be today. This is what I'm doing today. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, recapping the whole meeting every day. Wow. Was she Not in for, a before? No. Mm -mm. She wasn't. Mm -mm. Any reason why she's all of a sudden become an issue? Um, because she got busted in a lie. Mm. So now she just doesn't want to show up at all. She's wow. down. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's tough. That that is tough. So were you guys like friends before? Like Well, I know her before because I also worked with her sister who I'm very close to. And so uh, she doesn't talk to her oh, sister at all anymore. Um so I know how she is with her family because some stuff that's mm -hmm. gone on there, like so morals, right. respect, loyalty, everything we're talking about, yeah. even yeah. like she's that person to her family. So I should have known she would be that person in work too. Oh, right. Man. Well well this but this yeah. I've left it knowing everything about them, how they are to my friend, I've left that be not part of my job because I have to. Because that's my right. work and I have to be professional. I have to be that teammate, even though I know everything that goes on in that family. Yeah, I've never brought it to work. I've never been like, never. I've always just left it aside. Well, yeah, that's um, ethics. That's that's ethics, too, right mm -hmm. there. Because, because it's work. It's not yeah. out, you know, yeah. it's not. So I've always left it aside and just done my job and tried to support her. And now. She's going to sink her own ship. And that's what I told yep. my boss. She can yep. sink her own ship and I don't care if she comes back or she does it. Sounds like it. Wow. Yeah. And you know, not only that, but it seems like what plays in part of this with your situation is integrity. Holy smoke. She obviously has no integrity if she's going to turn that around and lie about you and the boss. Like basically you never, I, there were two of you in the room and she's like saying she didn't say that. That's yeah, that's totally on her. That's her sinking ship. You're right. It's like the Titanic. Mm -hmm. well, that, she well, hit that both, iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Like both of our bosses are like, Christine would never, she would never do that. Like she, you're saying she's telling you to do something that Christine wouldn't even do herself. Right. So why would she give you directions on doing something that Christine wouldn't do herself? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That just, man, that doesn't make sense. That's messed up. So it's good thing that they know that that's the person I am. So I feel like at least they know that. Like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It was never no, a question. I kinda, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, and, and the fact that you didn't bring any of the other personal stuff into work is another thing that's, that's amazing because, yeah. um, you know, me and my partner, we work together and we do the same thing. Like you would never even know because it's, it's all about professionalism. You never bring mm -hmm. your, your personal business into work, no matter what, even though it's hard, it's hard. I mean, yeah, of course you got friends that are going to tell you their personal problems, stuff like that. But you know, you, you don't bring those kinds of things to work, you know, just because, just because I, I don't agree with some of the shit you do in your personal life. If you can do the job good, then that's good. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But you know, mm -hmm. when that stuff starts meshing, then that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a problem. But what if I know something about your character that influences whether or not I believe you can do your job and whether or not I believe you can do it with integrity? See, that's the slippery slope for me, because if I know 
that you have had situations where your integrity has been called into question before mm-hmm. or your behavior has not been above board before. Right. If I am in a job situation, I'm going to recuse myself from an interview. Yeah. I'm going to recuse myself from managing you. I'm going to recuse myself from any type of a situation where I would have to render an opinion. But if I'm asked directly, yeah. I'm going to have to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Highly ethical. I know this person not to be a person of integrity. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's hard for me because I look at that situation and I think, yeah, there are, life happens to everybody. And, mm-hmm. and I in judgment of any person. But the reality of the situation is when you get to a point where whatever you're mixed up in is starting to affect how you deal with people and how honest you are with people, then even as your friend, if I really care about you, I need to pull your coattail and tell you, look, you're too far in. And whatever it is you got going on, you need to get a handle on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you see a person's personality starting to change and you know, wait a minute, something's not right with that. That's just like when you did the earlier show, Kayleen, about the situation that you were in. Yeah. The first thing that came to my mind is how we enable certain behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, you know? yes, yes. And I yes, think yes. I did that because I noticed she wasn't doing certain jobs and she was slacking like mm-hmm. how we have to communicate to our community I just started doing it because it's just, Ah. you know, I just started doing it because one, I know, you know, like felt like she was, couldn't really handle the job, but don't want to throw under the bus and say she can't do it. Yeah. So I just was that teammate that said, you know what, I'm just going to pick it up because it's not about her. It's about her. We're serving. Wow. Mm. And so now when all this came to light, I was like, nope. It's not my responsibility and she does not want to go there with me because now mm-mm, I will not help her with w- one thing. She's on her own. Get that. I she get burned that. that. She burned that. Yeah. She, she burned that, that bridge. And the, the uncle Tom question. I mean, I'm going to just call it what it is. Okay. For black folks, when you're on a job and you are interacting with other black folks, and you call them on their stuff, the first thing that comes out of people's mouth is, she's not the tongue. Now, I believe there are other cultures where that happens. I'm not gonna name that, because that's not my experience, but it is very much my experience mm-hmm. that, oh, well, I thought she was going to have my back. She was going to pick up the slack. I thought she was going to, you know, help me get up. Right. Why is it every time we get in a situation? Well, hold on. First of all, how am I going to let a sinking ship take us both down? Right. And then second of all, if I help level the playing field for you, that's what I was supposed to do. I wasn't supposed to give you anything. I wasn't supposed to do your work for you. I was supposed to help level the playing field to make sure that you weren't coming in at a disadvantage, to make sure that you weren't being considered on an unfair set of criteria. 
I wasn't supposed to get you the job and keep you the job. I was supposed to make sure you had a fair shot at the job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think I think we all tend to do something like that, right? I mean, like we all tend to, and it's like in that podcast when I did say that, I said, you know, when I was talking about loyalty, when does your loyalty become not loyalty? To me, it was when you did something wrong and I couldn't excuse that behavior because like you said, it enables people, right? So there's a fine line between loyalty, morality, and ethics and all that stuff. But I, I just, I cannot remain loyal to you if, if I'm going to help you hide the wrongdoing, for example, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, like seriously, like, like if someone, if someone, it's kind of like all the, it's kind of like these murders where, where you have all these other people being charged because they helped that person get rid of the body. Like, are you mm-hmm. serious? Like, first of all, I'm not going to, that's like, that's like skeletons in the closet. You know, I'm not going to help you get rid of that skeleton and make myself an accessory to some stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So whether it's legal, whether it's on the job, I mean, I think you did the right thing, you know, by, I mean, by going to HR and saying, Hey, this is what was supposed to happen. I mean, and I understand you might've wrestled with that in a sense because it's somebody, you know, but it's somebody secondary to the person you're close to. So then you kind of feel like you have an obligation to kind of save this other person. Fuck that. There is no well, obligation. It, there. Right. You know and I mean? it, Right. And it wasn't like I approached it like, oh, she's just not doing it. I asked, right. like, was there a change in policy that I'm no longer seeing FMLA? Is it because it's like a personal thing that it's not going to show up in my reports? That right. That's how it came about. Hmm. And then it became like, no, she said she didn't need it. And I was like, wait, what? She's what? lying. So basically lying. we were like, okay, so you're out on FMLA and you just assumed that's what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah, nah. And you want to think the best of people, right? Like you want to think that, oh, she didn't mean to do that. But then how'd you feel when like, oh my God, she lied and threw me under a bus. I was so angry. I was so angry that I was even crying. And I don't like, like, because I was so angry and so hurt that she would do that to me. Like, how dare you? Knowing the things that I have done for you and our boss has done for you. Yes. I said, man. People you know, like, no, answers. at the end of the day, I have to be loyal to myself and who yes. I am as a person and yes. how I work ethically yep. and what my morals are. So I yep. have to be loyal that to intact. myself at the end of the day. That's Absolutely. Right. Keeping all that intact for Christine. Apps freaking lutely. I, I agree right. with you 100%. 100%. I agree with you 100%. Well, and I don't think it's even just about loyalty and integrity. I think it's about, you know, you as a human being, if you cut me, I bleed. Mm-hmm. If you hurt me, that's painful. If I trust you, mm-hmm. if I cover you, if I pick up slack for you, yeah, trying to let you get back on your feet, trying to help you work out whatever you need to work out, mm-hmm. and then you throw me under the bus? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, call it my Scorpio nature, but we vengeful by nature. Ooh, you have crossed the wrong bridge. <laughs> I'm and kidding. I'm a Virgo, so I get it. Oh, yes. You see what I'm saying? Capricorn girl. Okay. I'm done. Fan girl of all of you. 
because I am by nature loyal to you to a fault. I mean, I will go to the mat with you. Yep. Believe you when nobody else believes you. But once you betray me, there's a thin line between love and hate. And just as much as I supported you, oh. I'm coming for you. Hey, that line gets erased all the time. That line gets erased all the time. Big time. Mm. Yep. I I, I mean, you must, I mean, just to look at her. Mm. (laughs) But I'm going to sit there and I'm going to look you in the eye. Knowing you done done me dirt. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, and I knew, I told my boss when they were going to have an HR meeting, because we did a three-way phone call. Oh, wow. With our attendance person, like our HR attendance person. And in there, she lied. And I was like, really? What are what about these days? Like you said you were taking FMLL on these certain days. Well, I guess I just I don't I, I mean, it's 30 minutes. What do you Hey, 30 the, minutes, the, 30 minutes. You just told her because the HR person was like, so do we need to put any time in? And she was like, no, I think like we're good. I was like, really? So you haven't been leaving on Monday, Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning and in the afternoon? Well, I guess. Since August. Man, it's almost like gaslighting, too. It's like, I'm going to lie. And then your experience isn't valid. Like, excuse me? (laughs) Mm-hmm. The bare minimum is to be, you know, honest at least, or for all you've done for her, not that much. Right? Or hey, you know what? I made a mistake. Yeah. Uh, moving forward, I'll make sure I do it, and it, this won't happen again. Not oh, Christine told me to do this. Right. Right. Oh, yikes! Yeah, that that's Christine. a hell of a situation. Hell of a I'm situation. Sorry, Thank friend. That is terrible. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. You got done dirty, and that's not fair. Yeah, you did. Right. Wow. Kim, what are your experiences with uh, this topic? Well, as soon as my daughter gets through cracking the ice in the refrigerator. I was like, whoa, is that paranormal? (laughs) Are we on that episode already? Not three times, if you can hear us. (laughs) (laughs) And it was three times. It was We're here. Oh, man. I mean, it's kind of funny because we get to see each other's faces, but our listeners don't. They only get to hear it. They only knew what these faces look like right now. Oh, my God. Lord Jesus, chilling. Um, So, Kim, experience. You know, for me, it's hard because I feel like it crosses just about everything I do every day. It really does. You know, whether you're interacting with your family or you're interacting with the people you work with. I think for me, what is most hurtful is when you are in an environment where people should know that you have more integrity than to do something. And yet they are willing to say, "Mm, I don't know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. That, for me, I think is the one that makes me the angriest because my perspective is, why do I have to lie to you? I'm a grown-ass woman. Mm -hmm. And even in a job situation, I was looking for a job when I found this one. 
So why would I have to do anything that is not completely and totally above board? Why? I think, you know, for me, that really, really, that taints my relationship with you. Because then at that point, Mm -hmm. that's when I start keeping every email that you send me. That's when I start recording every conversation that we have and let you know that I'm recording it. Please be clear about the fact that when you come to my desk, see that cell phone? I'm hitting the record button. Please know that because you've already demonstrated that you cannot be trusted anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I just thought, and I didn't know, and I wasn't sure and I think you would, but I wasn't, yeah, whatever. If you didn't think I would, then you should have known that I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know that, then you didn't think. And that's where I have a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just a very emotional person. And to me, my integrity, my integrity more so than anything, that's something you just don't attack. Mm -hmm. You can tell me I'm incompetent. You can tell me I'm not skilled. You can attack my experience. But the one thing you don't get to do is attack my integrity. I'm not coming there. Because it took too much for me to gain it. Yeah. Yes. I don't know I if you guys that. remember. Do you guys remember there used to be a program called Inroads back like 30 years ago? I'm telling I'm dating myself. Now. Oh, that's beyond my years. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, it ain't that far beyond years. And it was this program for primarily blacks and Latinas, and it gave you the opportunity to go into like the financial industry learn before you graduated from high school. That's awesome. So 16 years old, I'm working at the bank and I'm thinking to myself now, I'm standing in a vault with more money than I've ever seen in my life. In my life, y'all. Okay. I am the only child of a single parent that is working as a manual laborer. Thinking to myself, one stack. I could put this in my bra. I could put it in my waistband. I could walk out with it. That would pay my mother's mortgage. Mm -hmm. That would send me to college. Mm -hmm. If at 16 years old, I can stand in that vault with all that shit running through my head and not walk out of there with something that don't belong to me, don't you ever question my integrity. Mm -hmm. Don't you ever challenge me on telling you the truth. Mm I wonder Ever. if that's a woman you don't thing. have that right. Honestly, I wonder if this is a woman thing because that's the one thing I hate too is when people actually question my integrity. Dude, I lose mm. my shit when, especially at the job, not necessarily with friends because I can deal with that on a totally different level. <laughs> then but, I don't need you to be my friend. Right. And I, but I, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I've never had that experience with a friend being like, oh, well, you're a liar. No, fuck that. That everybody knows I'm going to tell you like it is. But, but on the job. Not on the job, man. I have, I, oh my God, dude. I have that or your character. When you, you yes, can give me corrective criticism, you can tell me whatever yeah. you want. But when you attack my integrity and the yes. my character, I have a problem. Yep. yep. And that's when I go sideways because that's when I'm like, okay, all right. So I got you. I got you. Now you question my integrity. 
there's that little part of me that is like, I wish I could just be an asshole. I wish I could just call in, fuck these people, you know, but I don't, I still, I'm still like, I'm still at work. I still don't call in. I mean, I'm not one of those people who could call in and sit at home and be like, hell yeah, where are we going today, ladies? Yeah, let's go to happy hour. Whoop, whoop. No, I'm too busy thinking about, oh man, are they going to be short? Are they going to have enough people? I hate that about If I me. go somewhere, they're going to see that. me. Like, yeah. always. Like, my luck, I would go somewhere and they would be like, didn't you call into work? <laughs> right? Yeah. Dude, I was talking so to my director uh, not too long ago when she was still our director. I was like, I was like, somehow we got on the subject of people calling in. And I said, you know, people calling in and being at concerts or whatever. I didn't say it. She did. However, I was mm. like, oh my God, if it was me, I'd turn around and you or Jen would be standing there and I would be busted, you know, not being at work, but at the concert, you know? So I don't call in because I mean, I don't even, I don't even call in for mental health days and I should with what I do. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. But I don't, I'm at work. I'm one of those ones that they can always count on to be at work. And when Mm -hmm. I'm not at work, everybody knows, everybody notices. Are you kidding me? You're so responsible and your integrity is so hardwired. I hate it. You can't that neural path where it's just like, I know, I must but, but there's must times go. when I just want to be bad and I can't, yeah, there's times when can't. I want to be like, fuck loyalty, fuck ethics and fuck morality. Right. That's not but it's not are. in my character. I can't Mm-mm. do it. I can't do it. And maybe as a kid, shit, did I try to steal those bag of chips and get busted? Hell yeah, I did. Man, You're we, a kid, man. I was a kid though. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I wrapped those little, that, that potato chips. So, so I got this little idea. My sister's, my sister's going to remember <laughs> this because she brought this shit up. I want to hear this. Let me tell you what happened, man. So we had a pool, you know, a local pool that everybody went to when we were all kids. And there was this little corner store. You know, everybody has a corner store in their neighborhood, right? So I went yeah. there with my little towel. God, I, I don't even know how old I was. Maybe five? Maybe? Maybe six? Oh. I wrapped the bag in my, in my towel and I was like, trying to walk out. Whoops, there goes my mic. So I'm trying to walk out, right? I'm trying to walk out. Um, of the store with this bag of chips, right? The dude, he was like this Iranian guy. I mean, he was like way bigger than me. So, and I remember he, when he stopped me, dude, he only had to tell me one time, one time he said, open your towel. I was like, oh. so I opened up my towel. <laughs> yep, there were the chips. And he was like, this is fucked up, you guys, because man, I got PTSD from this shit. Oh. He, was like, he was like, if you ever steal from me again i will blow your head off i have a gun behind there dude i was like five or six do you think my ass ever goddamn thing in my life again though fuck no okay yeah i may have taken a pen from work but seriously i mean who doesn't take a pen from work sometimes it happens right. can you even so, look back at chips this time goddamn <laughs> Yeah, I was so scared. I didn't even tell my mother. And let me tell you what, had I told my mom, she would have walked in there with her 22 and probably shot that motherfucker where he stood. Mm-hmm. No, that's right. That's how my mom was back then. I have seen her shoot at people. So that shit's real. But have you, were you living two doors over from that store at that time? Or hell, no? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. That's why I was like, oh my God, you lived like two doors over from that hell store. Yeah. <laughs> across the street. So hell yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Nope. But man, I'm I went to take him out. Like six months ago and I was like, PTSD, even though it didn't look the same inside, but shit, <laughs> I was like, I didn't sell that bag of chips. But damn, they wanted to steal something. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, so that scared the shit out of me. And I, you know, if I'd have told my mom, I, I guarantee you, my mom would have been in there in his shit in a quick mm-hmm. second. Pulling the razor blade out of her hair. Yeah, there you go. Then you know that because stories for another time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I have to tell you that that is truly loyalty to me. I mean, honest to God, my mom and I—that's probably the most loyal human being to me that I know. Seriously, because my mother is Medea. If you all have ever seen the Tyler Perry series, I'm going to just tell you. So cool. She don't play. She does not play. And I was an only child. And she was like, look, I ain't got time for all this dumb stuff. I ain't got time for you to be getting out of hand because I got to work. So we, we ain't doing dumb stuff. But we were always very tight. She, when I first came out, I will never forget it. She looked at me in absolute shock because, first of all, she thought I was playing. We were in a restaurant. Wow. And the way I came out to her was I told her I was getting married. Mm-hmm. And my buddy was sitting there at the table with us. And my buddy's on the phone with my Uncle Jackie. And my mama's like, yeah, 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 right, 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 whatever, blah, blah. And then she looks at me like, oh, hell. <laughs> <laughs> and my buddy's like, wait, Jackie, wait, 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 let me call you back. Let me call you, but wait, I'm gonna call you back. I'm gonna wait. After she caught her breath, she was pissed the whole time. But honest to God, she looked at me and she said, okay, whatever you do, Kim, you do it. Don't half step it. If you doing this, then you doing it. And everybody gonna know it. And it's gonna be the way it would be if you were marrying a dude, if you were doing anything else. Because that is how you do things. That's what it means to stand on your convictions. So we planning weddings, we picking our wedding dresses, we going to whole cases, we doing the whole nine yards. And she's sitting here the whole time going, I can't stand this ever. But her point was, (laughs) Kim, I love you. And I'm going to teach you to stand in whatever it is you believe, even if it's not something I agree with. Mm. Because that's how much I love you. You've got to be true to what you believe. If you don't believe it, don't say it. If you're not going to stand in it, don't claim it. Either you believe it or you don't believe it. And you go with it. I wish you to pick somebody else, but you know. (laughs) She is teaching you to be loyal to yourself, too. You know? That's it. That's beautiful. Loyalty to yourself. It's loyalty to what you believe in. And you know, that's what gives you the strength to do it when everybody else looks at you and says, girl, I don't know if I'd have done that. Girl, I don't know if I'd have told that. Girl, I don't know if I'd have turned on that person. Girl, I don't know if I could do Thanksgiving or Christmas without folks. Mm -hmm. Can you do Thanksgiving or Christmas without you? Mm. (laughs) That's very good points. Very good points. Good points. 
That's true. I mean, some of the most loyal people in our lives are our parents, period. Mm-hmm. Or my parents in my case. But um, yeah, well, yeah, good one, Kim. Good one. Yeah. Carrie, I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love what you're saying, Kim, because I feel like when it comes down to it, we're the only ones that have to live with ourselves and our decisions, right? Like my um, step mom-in-law, she said, your conscience is your pillow. You know, like you have to do whatever is, is, I mean, in so many words, like ethical or being loyal to yourself because I'm the only one that has to carry whatever, whatever guilt or what I have done to someone else or, or failed to do, you know, and that's so cool that she taught you that, Kim, that, you know, that's awesome. I feel like it took me a really long time and I feel like uh, I was, was always very, you know, I don't know about loyalty as much because um, I, I didn't have like a lot of relationships growing up, but I felt like I learned um, about boundaries, you know, and making sure that, that I did the right thing no matter what. But I spent a lot of time even like, you know how there's like loyalty in family systems. Well, I gave a lot of power away in religious systems. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, you yeah. got to know this line. You have to not talk about this. You have to, but this, I got to tell you this. I mean, I'm not going to talk about it very long, but we were going to this church and we found out that there was a pedophile that was in our small group and leadership knew about it and talk about policy changes we went straight to leadership and we said, what the actual fuck, like you put everybody in danger and you know, he was already connected with, he was already on probation. And so every, the police knew about him. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's a registered. Yes. Thank you so much, Christine. He's registered. So I didn't need to, you know, call anybody, but at the same time, like we had to step in, but what they wanted, they wanted us to shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Because they, so what do you do with that? Like, you know, because then it's like, well, are you going to toe the line or are you going to, because then what you were talking about before too, about harm that, that happens to people mm-hmm. when you don't speak up, like that's fucking ridiculous. So of course we spoke up, but, but other people hadn't and he ended up in our group. So I was fucking pissed. That is the proverbial sweep it under the rug loyalty right there. Yeah, it is though. You know, it's like that expect. It's like that expected silent loyalty. Yeah, have you experienced from that? Family yeah. comes from religion. It comes from you know many places, right? Like I mean, oh, hell, it even comes from the work. Subject is like I could just go. Mm. Yeah, that that's okay. almost. Oh my god, I'm that's here, like Subject is okay. a whole nother podcast about pedophiles and sweeping it under the rug and. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, there's that, but that then again, there's that loyalty. You know that that family loyalty, that work loyalty, where you're expected to zip that up. Mm-hmm. What happens in this house stays in this house, and that's violent. Having to be quiet about it. I mean, I guess there are some things though. Like, I have a very loyal family. I come from a family of eight, so I am a sibling of six. But I feel like my siblings. Um, my parents taught us to be very loyal to each other, especially my mom, because my mom didn't have the greatest experience of love growing up with mm. her family. Yeah. And so my mom always said she was going to love her kids and her family and teach us to love. 
Um, it's beautiful. Like she didn't have. And so my brothers and sisters, I feel like we are the most loyal people to each other through our ups, through our bounce, through our uglies, through our goods. Um, it's awesome. We are not perfect by all means, but we have always been very loyal to each other in every way. Um, right. But if, you did, but if you did something wrong, right? Like if somebody, if somebody crossed that line and they shot somebody, are you going to help them bury that body? No, because my family wouldn't expect us to do that. My That's brothers great. and sisters wouldn't expect us to do that. Thank you. See, you know, they wouldn't expect me to be there, but they're also going to be like, you're stupid. Now you're going to pay for what you did. Right. Exactly. It's I mean, there's a, there's a way in my mind to like support somebody who did something stupid. I mean, we all do something stupid. You know what I mean? We all do something dumb. We've all, I mean, I'm not perfect. Hell no. I mean, I could be an asshole. I mean, let's be real. But you know what? I'm not oh, perfect. Really? <laughs> I'm not perfect. Lee, you are you know? a delight. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely not perfect. I mean, we all, you know. I mean, we all, we all have, do dirt. We all have problems. Yeah, we all we have, have issues. And, right. Somewhere. Right. You know? But my siblings probably know all mine and all my dirt. And, you know, and I don't care because we are loyal to each other in that way. But we're not afraid to call each other out when you're wrong. Right. Right. Or we're going to call each other out when you're wrong yeah, and it's going to hurt and we're going to probably fight about it and not like what each other said. But at the end of the day, before the day is over, we're going to say, I love you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said it that way. I should have said it this way. Um, And we move on and we're, we are all we have. Right. Right. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I mean, I thought that it was normal for our families to be like split because honestly, when we were small though, it, I mean, we come from a different generation. When we were small, our grandparents were always at each other's houses and we were always there as kids, you know, like we were always there as kids. But as we got older, like all those, like as, as our matriarchs started dying off in this family, mm-hmm. it's like the whole rest of the family kind of went whoosh, and like, we don't get the cousin get togethers that we used to have. We don't well, have, at least not that where we are, you know what I mean? And at least not on my side of the family. We don't do those kind of stuff. I mean, you know, but we were always like the black sheep of the family anyway. But I also <laughs> feel know? like as you become an adult or as you become a teenager, you see all this stuff when you're younger, but you can't say anything because you're ex- told to re- ex- respect your elders. Right. So I'm doing but the moral thing. No. I'm told morally you don't do that. But right. as I become an adult and um, a teenager and an adult, and I see that how you treat my mom, how you treat my dad, right. how you treated my family. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. an adult and I don't have to respect you. I don't have yeah. to be around you. I yeah. forgive you right for though. all You're everything right you've done, so but you don't have to be a part of my yeah. life. I don't wish bad upon you. That's I don't right. wish, and you know, but yeah. I've seen the dirt that you've done to my family and you've talked about my mom and dad and no, yeah, she I does, she you does will have not have, yeah. you will not be a part of my family. I will do not wish bad upon you. I forgive you. But live your life. You're just not living your life in my life. And maybe that's why this has occurred within the family dynamic is because, you know, back then everything was swept under the under the rug. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we all realize, like, I don't know, like I have a different view of my grandmother that I don't I don't know that I should put out there right now because I know what we were treated like. And I certainly know what my cousins were treated like. And it was fucked up. I will tell you that. I think I think not anybody from my family understands that. And I can't be loyal 
to certain things that occurred. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, without trying to say too much, because I don't need my mom listening to this and wanting to kick my ass after this is done, which which could happen. <laughs> Yeah, chunk right for sure. Right there, all the way around the corner and shit, opening my door and hit me in the head. She's not about that chunkla. She'll give you the fists, right? She's not going to use her chunkla. Absolutely, but um, you know, oh shit, it's just. I mean, she's got a good point there. Where where you know, loyalty has definitely changed from back when we were kids to back now that we're older. I mean, when you were smaller, you if you were paying attention to the family dynamics and what was going on around you, you now have a totally different view of your upbringing in some cases. Um, I know that I do. I have I have a totally different upbringing, but that's going to be for another show. <laughs> there, we have yeah, so many topics that can spend a whole hour and a half on that. Yeah, right. for sure, for sure. But um, part of the haunting. <laughs> oh, but I understand what you say, Christine. And I, you know, I think really the loyalty that you talk about amongst your siblings is really rooted more in the security and the safety of knowing you have somebody who's going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Because to me, honesty is loyalty. Yeah, sure. You know, you Absolutely. May, you may not agree with what I did, but if you tell me the truth about that, mm-hmm. then I don't have to be sitting at the dinner table at Christmas looking under eye at you while you looking at me like, mm-hmm, I know what you did. I know right. what you mean. Or I don't like the way you treated my kid when I walked through the door. Or I don't like the way you talked to my dad when you came over here. But I'm not going to say nothing to you because we family and I'm not going to call you out. Well, but if you really don't like me and you really don't want me in your house and you really don't want me around your kids, and you really, how loyal are you to me? Mm-hmm. Just tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And either we deal with that or we don't. Mm-hmm. And then we can move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, do you th- I know exactly what you're saying, Christine. Do you think I'm like, what do you think, Kayleen? About? About how I like with my siblings. Do you think that that's, do you see us that way because you oh, are yeah. family? Do you oh, see us no, that no, way? No. Yeah. Be- well, I, I was always at your house. So I get it. Mm-hmm. I see it. And yeah. So I think a lot of me, I was shaped by your parents because I was there all the time, you know? Um, However, with my Mm -hmm. siblings, it's totally freaking different. It's totally different. Like it's, it's complete and total opposite of that. You know, like when I talked about this with my nephew in the, in the previous podcast, when I did my job, because I work for the police, basically, you know, I work hand in hand with them. What am I supposed to do? But yet I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. I knew this information. What did I do? Sweep it under the rug. But the fact of the matter is, if this happened to you, hell yes, your siblings would have supported you. My siblings? Hell no. Hell no. Do you think I got support from one of my siblings? No, I did not. That is fact. Not one of them. Not one of them. Everybody was too busy to be like, oh, well, that's fucked up. You know, she did this. Auntie did that. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? At the end of the day, I can live with myself knowing damn well that I did the right thing. That's right. Mm -hmm. I did the right thing. And I would do it again. I would do That's it again. Right. If it was my mama that had done that, guess what? I'd have, I'd have did the same thing to her too. Yep. And she would expect right. me to do that. She would expect me to do that. But I had no support. I had no support. We have had no family Thanksgiving. We have had no family Christmas for over a year. There was no, you know, no family gatherings. Well, that we were included in anyway. You know what I mean? The only person that supported me was one niece, one niece. And then everybody's all mad at her because oh, I love her. 
you know, because she's my favorite. She's sweet. You know, that's crazy. That that's you know her. You know her, Kim. You've heard her. Yeah, my girl. You know, that's my girl. And <laughs> she's she sweet will support me and my mother to the max. And let me tell you what, man, with, with my mom going through all this stuff, let's talk about loyalty for a second where it is. I, I didn't want to get into this, but I'm gonna get into this today. Get it. Let's talk about loyalty where my mother is concerned, okay? My mother is early onset of dementia. Who do you think is taking care of her? That would be me. That would be me. Okay. Um, yeah. So COVID hit. So what? Bring your goddamn mask. Stand outside the window and be like, hey, mom, I'm here. No. No, 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 no. So yeah, we had a visitation and I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. We had somebody come over for dinner the other day, which it was nice that they came because I haven't seen this person in a long time because this is somebody that I was extremely close to. One of my siblings showed up, had dinner with us. It was it was nice to have her here, wow. but our relationship will never be the same. And that kills me because we were tight. But you know what? At the end of the day, I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to remain loyal to me like you guys discussed. And I'm sorry. I love my family. I love my family. But there there comes a time when, well, there came a time. It's already come when, no, I'm not doing that for you. Okay. No. I work my ass off for everything I have. And I always have. Nothing was ever handed to me. And but I'm you've a, always, Kayleen, have lived a different life, though. Like, you've lived a different lifestyle always. Ever since we were younger, you've lived a different life than your siblings. Like, just totally different. Kind of. I mean, you know, it's so cool. There, there's way more to this backstory than I can ever get into right now. Right. But, you know, my life was never perfect. And I don't think people know what I went through, you know, as a kid. And I won't, I won't, mm. I won't discuss that now. And I probably won't discuss that for a long time. Yeah. But, um, you know, I always wanted something different. I always wanted something different because I was able to look at my family and go, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that way. I'm not going to have a kid at 15. Fuck that. I wanted a future. And so I've made one for myself. I've carved that out. And it's been hard. And it has not been easy because I have like this innate fear of success which we'll talk about in another show, but oh my God, you know, this is why Kayleen doesn't have a master's degree because I'm so afraid to go to school. I mean, me and Carrie have talked about this. I have just like this fear, you know, of success. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, families are different, you know, and it's, it's nice when you have a loyal family, like my cousins, they are totally close and you can see that man. And there's part of you, when you see their little posts on Facebook, there's part of you that's kind of jealous about that, you know, mm. kind of like, Damn, I wish I was like that. That's you know, I, the funny thing is, yeah. I think there's a lot more people that are like that that you don't know. But you know, yeah, like I wish I was a part of that, or I wish I was like that, or I wish I had that. You know, and and the thing is, I, I kind of felt like I had that with one of my sisters. But when this whole thing went down, and it wasn't mm. even the sister's whose child it was, you know, oh. <laughs> I lost my family. I basically lost my family and that is jacked up. But you know what though? At the end of the day, my mom is my family. Tina's my family. Mm-hmm. Ramon is my family. And you know what? I have some amazing friends that are my family. And I am always in your corner, Kayleen. Oh, yeah. Some cousins that are my family. Oh, love you know you, Kayleen. Saying? So it's like my loyalty can only go so much, but because it all meshes with ethics and morality. If, if you don't have mm-hmm. ethics or morality, especially the morality piece, mm-hmm. you know, this is why if you don't have the morality piece and we've all done immoral shit, we right. all have, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Shit, whether it's behind closed doors or whatever, we've all done something that would be considered immoral. 
But Mm -hmm. there comes a time when you have got to have some morals and some standards. You know what I mean? Like, no, fucker, shooting somebody is not okay. That's not okay in anybody's book. I don't give a shit what they did to you. That is not okay with me. Well, and it's not rocket science that you don't shoot somebody. (laughs) It's not like... Right. So, how much compassion I mean, are you actually showing for the person when you get them out? See, the thing that runs through my mind, and I have to be real about it, is if this person is in a situation where they are dealing drugs, taking drugs, shooting people, whatever they're doing, the questions that I ask myself first are, am I enabling that situation mm-hmm. by not getting them out of it? Because sometimes when you are confronted, that shocks you into changing or at least knowing that you need to. If you are modeling that for children that are in your household, what about them? Right. What about them? You are right, though. What happens when you enable that behavior, though, Kim? What That's exactly what I'm saying. See, so when you're, right? when you're making that decision, is it as much about the morality and the right and wrong of it? Or is it more about the, okay, let me balance who's going to get hurt, what the long-term effect is going to be, what I really have the power to change. Right now in this situation, I may have the power to save somebody's life. And how much more love am I showing him by changing his life? What if he gets turned around? What if he gets totally out of the situation he was in as a result of what I did and comes back and goes, you know, I never would have changed my life if I hadn't been in that moment. Now, do I balance that as a person, as a black person against the fact that the justice system has not always been just? Yes, I do. Do I balance that against the fact that oftentimes we send people to prison and they come out worse than when they went in? Mm. Yes, I do. Of course I do. All of that goes through my mind. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's not as much a question of morality as it is a question of I am honestly dealing with that. I'm weighing all of that. All of that is going through my mind. And I love you enough to think about what I'm doing or what I would be leaving you in and just turning my back and walking away from. I can't leave you like I found you. Not if I love you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want you to leave me like you found me. Not if you love me. That's like my children's mother. My babies are adopted. Every single day as a Christian, I say, I pray for people who are strung out. I pray for people who are on drugs, who are in, in illicit sex, whatever your situation that will cause you to give away your children. I pray for them every day. Do I have to pray for their mother? You damn skippy, I do. Does it scare me to death that she might get her life turned around and come show up on my doorstep and be like, I know I haven't been part of their lives, but I really have changed and I think I owe it to them to be part of their lives. That scares the hell out of me. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That terrifies me every single day. But does that give me the right not to pray for her just like I do everybody else? Does that not give me the right to fight for her just like I would anybody else? No, it doesn't. Because it goes back to what my mother taught me. Either you're going to live in it, Kim, you're going to walk in it, you're going to stand for it, or you're not. 
either wow. be about it or leave it alone. And that's the hard part. So, no, sis, I don't think it's even about you doing what was moral. I think it's about you doing what you felt. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, but but the price that I've paid, you know, I mean, like I said in my podcast before this, I'm at the tail end of it. You know what I mean? But but I'm to the point where, nah, I ain't going to help you. Nope. You know why? You couldn't support me when I needed you the most? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't care if you're family or just a friend. I just, I can't anymore. The bank mm -hmm. of Kayleen is closed. The moral support of Kayleen is closed. When you go to, you know, you know what's funny though? If they were going through something and it was really that bad, you know my ass would be there. Because I'm just saying yeah, now. Because that's who, who, you now. who you are. Hey, I'm saying this now. Right. And I'm saying this toughly because, you know, there is, I have had to say no. Hell no. I have put my, my foot down and said no about a lot of things, which we won't discuss right now. However, though, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at a different place in my life right now where I'm learning that, you know what, sometimes you just got to take care of Kayleen. Sometimes you got to take care of yourself. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with my family. I love them. If something, if seriously though, if something happened to them, you know, my ass would be there. Of course you would. Yeah. And it makes me mad. Like I said, when we talked about this earlier, it makes me mad that I have this integrity thing and this, this goddamn thing where I gotta, I gotta still help people. You know, I don't, I don't like that, but you know what though? I'm going to tell you this. Would I open my door up to these people if they were like homeless? No, nah, probably not. No, mm -mm. probably not. Not I couldn't them. trust that. I well, couldn't trust that. No, not mm -mm. all of them. Hell what yeah, are you going to steal from me? What are you going to take from me? Right? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You go to work and your shit's gone. You come back and mm -hmm. you're like, <laughs> no. Go to work, girl. You better not go to the bathroom. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You know what? Yeah. God rest your soul. I, I, don't, I shouldn't even be saying this. I probably shouldn't say this, but I dude, say it, Kaylee. There, there were people in our family where when they came over, you had to nail shit down because you know shit was going to be missing. Girl, I still do that. I'm like, oh shoot, I have a ring in the bathroom. I better go in there before, girl. Mm. Oh shit. Even, yeah, I'm I have. Serious. Yeah, I'm serious. They yeah, come over and I'm like, oh shoot, but... what's out? Let me go through my house really quick before. Like, yep. <laughs> count them up hell yeah mm -hmm. so are there people that if they be became homeless they ain't staying at kayleen's house hell she kayleen no. is close no, no. but you know what if you take a shower though i'll get you a hotel room for a night but you ain't showering here that hotel is in my name no, uh -uh. And in, on my no, shoulders no, no. no down there no nope. down there you pay the cash here's your key it's going under your name because if you fuck that shit, but you don't give them the cash. Are you kidding me? No, because you, you know what's going to happen. You give them the cash. Where are they going to be? Maybe the liquor store. They're going to be on that corner with Put JoJo. Kim's got the answer. You drive them to the Denver rescue mission. You get out with them. You walk to the door. You say, look, how do they sign up for a bed? Because they all <laughs> On the phone, you call the Salvation Army. You call Beep, the Salvation Army. that out because now everybody knows exactly where we're from. Damn it, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to tell you the truth. No, you ain't standing in my house. And like you were saying before, Carrie, about your situation. Yeah. There are some situations where I ain't letting you stay in my house because I got kids and I ain't trusting you around my kids. Mm -hmm. Correct. Little boys or little girls. Correct. To, as a, a, again, it's a cultural thing. We need to get out of this mentality that it's only little girls. 
Right. Okay. Absolutely. Correct. Warring. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. Who are mistreated? for a different show. Right. Exactly. That's true. That's true. call somebody for you. I mean, I'll feed you. I'll give you a drink of water. I'll give you a soda. I'll buy you a beer from the liquor store, but you're not staying in my house. There's the hose outside. There's the hose. I'll give you a bottle of water or drink the car. Drink. Yeah. Drink the water. There's a whole There's a roll of paper towel. We can be like our president. We can throw paper towel out the door. Here you go. Not my president. I was gonna just say that is not my president. Girl, what did you know? That's another show. Princess Abraham. Oh my god, it hurts. It hurts grandpa. Anyway, ladies, I would just like to thank you guys for joining our show. This has been an amazing time. This has been like the best hour ever. I swear to God, of of any Friday night I have had in a long time. This has been awesome. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank you for coming on here. Oh, we are definitely going to do this again. Just on yes, a please invite subject. me back. Oh my yes. God, ladies! Can we all be back when it's the haunted subject? Yes. <laughs> so I can share stories with Carrie. We'll, we'll see because I definitely got to invite the person who gave that idea first and see and see uh, if they want to be on that show or if they have another idea for someone else. I think the person who actually suggested that um, she's a. I think it was her. I don't know. I have to look, but she's a she's a psychologist, dude. She's she's got some good stuff to say. I can't wait to come out here. But um, thank you for talking about this subject and sharing a lot about yourselves and putting yourselves out there because you're. It's called vulnerability. This is this is crazy, you guys. I'm the least vulnerable person probably on the planet. But I took this women's course that I did over the last nine months, and it just cracked me wide open. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I should probably do that. Oh, you should, yeah. you know what? I could give you guys her information. This class was top notch and it's, it, we did it all online and it was like with the same people. We started out in person though, because, you know, but then the COVID hit, so we had to do it online. But man, this, oh, these, these, this group of women that I, I work with, they're phenomenal. They were phenomenal. They, I mean, we learned so much about each other and so much about spirituality and things like that, that we shared. It was, it was cool as hell. Anyway, so to me, this is this is this is music to my soul, yeah. lady. This Tonight was, awesome. was cool as hell. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for inviting people, me. I don't know if other people are gonna like this. I don't know if other people like this platform, but honestly, they got to this. This is funny, um, and and serious, you know, and and some good subjects. But we're gonna have more subjects coming up. I'm excited. Thank you guys for being here. It was awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, lady. And, um, Thank you. You ladies have a good night. It was nice meeting you, ladies. Carrie and Kate. So you just listen to talk amongst friends. Uh.